Hello and welcome to Box Cutters episode 216. Everybody, do the jet lag. <laughs> My name is Josh Canal. You might remember me as briefly, very briefly, being the king of Austin, Texas. <laughs> oh, so briefly. To my left, her surname is the same as one of the main stars on Miami Vice. <laughs> and her first name is used to denote the letter N on Wheel of Fortune. Indeed. It's not November Johnson, <laughs> but the even more talented Nellie Thomas. Oh, that's the loveliest intro I've ever had. And to my right, he's the prince of audio production. He's the baron of button pushing, the count <laughs> of commenting, and the knight of insight. Not four people, but one... Brett Cropley. <laughs> Good evening, viewers. I, I'm really, I've, I've become unbalanced with that introduction. And I, uh, given that you're so jet lagged, how are you managing that level of alliteration? Or like, have you just pushed through and you're just, you know, you're running on adrenaline now? Three weeks in, in the United States mm. and all I did was come up with that introduction. <laughs> and eat bacon. That's, and eat, and eat, <laughs> eat so much meat. The, I, I don't know if you're, if you're aware of this, but the, uh, the state fruit of Texas is taco yeah. and the uh, <laughs> with beef mints, not with, a vegetarian, with, not a vegetarian taco. taco. No. Uh, and and they have this thing that they call barbecue, but is this very slow oh, cooked kind of it? outdoor roasted uh, large slabs of meat. And uh, but is it because you know when they say ribs? I remember because I you know I love Friday Night Lights as I've mentioned before, and so yes. I went in search of ribs, thinking they love it. There must be something to it. And it was just literally like fatty beef. Like, is that what Cha-ching. ribs are? That's what it is. Yeah, if you're getting beef ribs, it's it's fatty beef. If you're getting pork ribs, it's it's much leaner, mm. a much richer meat, but much smaller ribs. Texas mm. Texas is all about the beef. beef it's all ribs. about beef barbecue. But what's so great about the ribs compared to say, like a you know a bit of ribeye? It's all about the sauces and the. Oh, so it's, maybe I went wrong there. It's not about a good cut of meat. Right. It's about the uh, it's about the sauces that they use and the rubs that they cook them with and uh, and how slow it's cooked and uh anyway that's that's been the cooking section yeah. of, uh, <laughs> of, of box cutters it is a show all about television and having just been in the united states where they make a lot of television mm. i'm not sure if you're aware of this yeah they do they make, love it and, and the last time i went to the united states and and i got presents for both brett and john mm. that were television related mm. And uh, and this time I thought, well, they don't deserve anything because they've already got something. Mm. <gasps> have you got me a present? I have got I you a present. I hope that's what you're building up to. I have got you a present, <gasps> Nelly Thomas. Is it ribs? But I've left it in the car. Oh. No, I haven't. <laughs> I've got it right here with me. Now, it's, oh. it's a little bit travel-worn. And it's wrapped in a plastic bag. And it's wrapped in a plastic bag. It's a, it's a little <laughs> bit travel-worn, so I'm, I'm sorry about that. I've seen the logo. Jeebus Christmas, help me. You've got to open it up. You've got to tell the people what it is. a Survivor logo. (gasps) Oh, my God. It's for my very own wacky wobbler, Jeff Probst. It's Probst. It's Probst in a bobblehead. Do you know what happened since you've been away? They have put Villains v Heroes live to air on Channel 9. Oh, really? It is actually like only a week after because, you know, I've run out of broadband. You know that. Mm -hmm. I can't, you know, get it. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Quink, quink, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I'm well aware you, you know, of how much porn you download. You with me? Yeah. <laughs> oh, 
God. Um, but I don't have to because it's actually on. It's, free it's, to, it's on. It's on, fr- it's on free to air, and and you're up to date. So there you go. Oh. Your, your very own Jeff Probst bobblehead. Wow. Do I put that on my dashboard? You can put you can put that on your dashboard. You can put that on your rear seat. You can uh, you, you can put that on your daughter's head. Wow. No, she can't go near this if she breaks <laughs> it. She's got a Frida Kahlo doll. That'll do. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, that, that'll do. This wow. show still all about television. Uh, while while I was away, I went uh, and and was lucky enough to be in the audience of the uh, David Letterman show, Late Night with David Letterman. Woo! Did he hit on you? The Late Show with David Letterman at the Ed I, Sullivan Theater. at the Ed Sullivan Theater. He did not hit on me. What time was that on? Ed? <laughs> uh, that was on at uh, it started recording at about three thirty. What time does it go to air? Uh, AM. Sh- shall we not? Shall we not uh, mention that? Just let's, in let's, case we've got. Let's not mention that. Relying on your yeah. If, if people <laughs> people using me instead of TV Guide or their local EPG. Have you got uh, in trouble again? Y- yeah, while well, I was away, happened? somebody listened to an old episode and went, "You got the times wrong, Josh." Right. <sighs> yeah. I'd suggest maybe I don't know. You get on the intraweb thing and check out the times. Y- you think? Anyway, uh, the um. The, so, Hang so on, I'm, I'm going gonna... to wobble my head. <laughs> <laughs> I should have given you that at the end of the show. <gasps> I'm distracted. <laughs> so I, I'm going to talk about uh, going and seeing The Late Show with David Letterman recorded live. Uh, we're going to review the new Kids in the Hall series, Death Comes to Town. We've got some letters to box cutters. We've got, uh, if news. you watch one thing, we've got news. Pork. Pork. Ribs. Pork ribs. Pork ribs. Oh, nice. But yeah, we are, we are going to kick things off with the Box Cutters News. <laughs> All you could do is play with that bubble head now. I couldn't resist. I had to give Jeff a little kiss. A little... Hi, Jeff. <laughs> I'm not Parvati, but I'm a fan. <laughs> Uh, in the oh. news, in the news this mm. week, uh, just l- let's go with this briefly. There's a new host for the Logies. Well, and it's and it's one person, an there's old only, host. Let's face there's it. only one person hosting the Logies this year. Yeah, and that person, how is, is anybody supposed to to get up to that that level that uh, that we've seen previously many hosts doing? Concurrently, uh, yeah, I, I know. Well, yeah. What's what's nobody, wrong with nobody them? has and that kind of ability? Andrew O'Keefe and Rove and and Larry Emder, like what's? Oh, that, uh, for my money, they should just give it to Andrew O'Keefe because I think he's brilliant. But that's probably a discussion for another day. Did you see the Oscars with the double host? Because that worked really well. That, that worked really well. That, that worked very in, well. That was Andrew O'Keefe and uh, and Wolverine, Baldwin. wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and Sam Worthington. In, in fact, uh, arcing stuff. That I mean, that in, in that way. <laughs> A double hosting role works very well because it they did. had they had a, a straight man and a, and a and a comedy man and that mm. and, and that works nicely. And they played off each yeah. other. It was well rehearsed. Mm. They knew what they were doing. Mm. Neither of them was drunk. Mm. Uh, mm. So the you know so, so that's how you do multiple hosts mm. for a for a show. Clearly, the Logies never learned that lesson, so they've gone back to one host. One, yeah, and they've gone back to one host who has. Known how to host the Logies for mm. a very long time, and that person is Mike Walsh. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Gretel Galeen. Oh, Gretel, she'd be great. Yeah, it's Bert. It's <laughs> Bert, Bert. It's Bert Newton. It's big Bert. And no disrespect to Bert, because the Newton fam, I mean, they're an empire. Let's say they're a showbiz empire. But 
come, it's, isn't this, it's like, hey, hey. It's like, haven't we moved on? You know, aren't there other options? I mean, I love Bert, but at least as Debbie Enka said the other day on 774 when I heard her talking about it, I have to agree with her. She said, why not team him with a new talent? Like, at least if you're going to have Bert to bring a bit of class. Because Bert, Bert would upstage anyone else he was, he, he was up there with. There's, mm. there's no chance. You can't team Bert Newton with anyone except for uh, when he's playing the second banana. So you need, you need a, a much... And uh, he won't play the second banana to a 20-year-old. He That's won't play fair. the second banana to mm. a 20-year-old and mm. anyone who he could play second banana to. Really? What, what Julia Zemiro well, was the show. That, that was one of the suggestions. Together. And I thought, those two together, um, was that'd it be brilliant. Belvedere on GMA? Oh, no, Belvedere, oh, was, Belvedere. Belvedere was like Lucky <laughs> Phil. Belvedere <laughs> wasn't. <laughs> Can you imagine Belvedere and, and hosting the Lokis? I mean, that is a gig, seriously, that almost no entertainer. I mean, you'd do it if it, if it was offered to you. But what, I mean, that is a gig that will just kick you in the dick. But, it really is. I mean, all those entertainment people just sitting there, what do you got? What do you got? And that's why Ju- Ju- Julie Zemiro would be perfect. She'd for, be amazing. Because she could get really excited about yeah. it. She could be genuinely excited yeah. about it rather than all this faux excitement that we've had yeah. o- over time. Can I, can I tell you a secret? Mm-hmm. What? I'm a little bit over her hosting style. Y- yeah, oh, it, are you? It, yeah. it, it I thought you were going to say you had a crush on her because that would have been exciting. It doesn't matter, though. It, it doesn't matter that you're a little bit over her because you watch a lot of SBS. You watch a lot of That's things that right. she That's right. Most people that watch her Logies. They don't know her. They don't, they don't know. And they mm. and it would be a great introduction. And But she could – I think you're right, Cropley. I think you could actually team her with Bert. I see what you're saying. There's, I can't think of a male performer on TV at the moment who you could work with Bert appropriately. Like you could team with him appropriately. But yeah, but Julian but Julia, and Bert could, could – Absolutely. They could play off each other very nicely. Absolutely. And she's, you know, deferential but not um, not a shrinking violet. You know what I mean? Like she'd kind of – she'd be appropriate. Yeah. But still strong and funny and great. That's mm. – oh, let, can we ring them? Hang on, let me uh, – no, no, because it's, uh, it's after hours. Then again, she's not on Channel 9. She was, though. Yeah, she's not anymore. No. So that – I mean, that's, that's not going to happen, is it? I mean, look at the talent pool. On Channel 9, seriously. I mean, who else? What, are they going to get Sam Newman? Come on. I mean, I'll watch the Logies, but even that would make me tune off. Fatty Vaughton. Oh, Fatty Vaughton. Oh, God. Let's not even go there. Because, you know, Melbourne's, Melbourne's very much a, a kind of Melbourne-type personality. Um, they, that, they would need somebody to, to get the Sydney viewers, Sydney eyeballs on the, yeah. the broadcast. But if you had someone, again, like Julia, because, I mean, it wouldn't kind of matter that she was unknown if she was with Bert. Because she's so great in that role and she's so effervescent and so just fun and charming that people would go, wow, who's that woman? You know, like I don't think they'd go, oh, I don't know who she is. I think they'd go, wow, she's great. Yeah, I think, I think they'd get over it very yeah, quickly. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, because uh, she wouldn't go in on the back foot. She, no. she walks into any room like she owns it. And you do enough, you do enough publicity, you do enough yeah. Daily Telegraph, Herald Sun – Local mm. paper stories about her in the lead up to the Logies. Then everybody's mm. Julia goes and buys a banana. Everybody's aware of her. Yeah. You do, you know, do do some a current affair uh, stories about her getting her outfits made and mm. all mm. that sort of stuff, and and warm her, warm the audience up to her, to her, and get them excited about her hosting. And let's start a box cutters movement. I am for one prepared to write into the paper saying. Into the Green Guide saying, how about Julia Zemiro to co-host the Logies? 
Maybe everyone listening could do that too. I, I think I, th- I think they could. I think. What do you reckon? A I groundswell. A groundswell. If we start, if we start bombarding all of the papers mm. in in all of Australia, talk back, talk back. Call up, call up Neil Mitchell. Call mm. up mm. Uh, wh- whoever you have in your state for mm. talk back. And uh, and this is a hot button issue, I mm. think. And even our overseas listeners, you can you can get involved in the in the newspapers at least. Yeah, you can email them. And uh, and you know if if you're in the US and you have Variety's ear, uh, talk about the outrage that Julia <laughs> Zamiro is not uh, co-hosting this year's Logies. Uh, and and yeah, let's let's yeah, do it. Yeah, let's do it. All right, I'm going to do that. I will do that next week. You, I will write to various places. And uh, and if if you're not sure what 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 you should say, let us know. Give us an email. Hooratboxcutters.net will will tell you exactly what to say because mm. that's how these campaigns work, <laughs> isn't a, it? A, apparently, maybe we should put a form letter up on the the website. So Although, so. isn't it just a couple of lines? Julia's mirror is great. Can she please co-host the Logies with Bert? Thank you. Lots of love. Lots of love. Insert name here. Barry Boxcutter. Barry Boxcutter. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. So we need Julia Zamiro. When, when are the Logies? They're soon. Is it too Like, are they too soon? Probably. But if we start this now, then next year, maybe at least they'll go, hmm, those box cutters people, they were onto something. Oh. All right. All right. You never know. They haven't said they won't have another host. In, in fact, this week, Nellie Thomas, mm. you're going to be on uh, commercial talkback radio. I am. Talking about television. Tomorrow, in fact. I think your mission is to just try to sneak that in there. I will do my absolute best. Yes, I'll be on – well, tomorrow depends when you're listening, doesn't it? Monday, the whatever it is. I have no idea what the I don't even. Is. I don't even think we're going to release – are we going to release this before, before Monday? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Monday, the 22nd of March. Yeah, let's do it now. All right. 2010, I will be on 3AW Talking TV. So, uh, mm. so uh, yeah, call up to speak to Nelly mm. on, uh, on, on Talkback Radio. And by all means, change the topic to Julia Zemiro, to Julia Zemiro on my behalf. Because otherwise you'll be talking about... So... Uh, comedy on TV. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't mind that, uh, that spunky American guy. Um, but how about that Logie? Yeah, exactly. I think Julia Zemiro would be really good. Do you with want to Bert talk there. funny? How that, funny this is, is Julia Zemiro? This is the phone call. This is your form that phone call talkback thing you that you in? can you can change the subject. Yep. You could ring in and tape it, and we'll play it on box cutters next time. Ah, uh, yes, please do, please do. <gasps> if any of the box cutters listeners ring in, I mean, I can't control what calls they take, but I'll certainly treat you favourably. Oh, yeah. make 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 sure that when you're speaking to the producer, that uh, you've got you've got something uh, uh, germane to to the topic at hand. Something Greer. Um, but then uh, just just as a as a quick left hand turn. Yeah. Go, Julia. Yeah. So oh, don't Julia's don't let the producer know about it. No, 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 no. not at all. I hopefully they might be box cutter subscribers. In which case, we've all just been you know outed as Julia fans. But that's okay. I'm yeah. I'm prepared to declare oh, that mate. interest. Yeah, except, except except for Brett. Do you not like he's little, Julia? He's a little bit over her. He's no, over he's a bit over style, her in a hosting yeah, style. Is yeah. Brett going to watch the Logies anyway? No, no, doesn't matter. He still loves her. I'll record it and I'll intend to watch it for twelve months. Yeah, yeah, and then <laughs> the I think he's around. a little bit in love with her. I think he is too. Yeah, let's move on. All right, uh, mo- moving on. This <laughs> this week uh, also saw uh, Fiona O'Loughlin get into trouble 
for now. Yeah. Let, let me get this right because I have not been in the country, and yeah. you'll be surprised. But this wasn't really covered in the uh, in the what? Texas or Californian press, so it wasn't quite as big as uh, Richard Wilkins' faux pas on uh, on the Today Show. No, which announcing reminds me, I, that Jeff Goldblum was dead. I did see yeah. Jeff Goldblum, Goldblum in the street uh, in New York. Uh, recording bits for Law and Order Criminal Intent, mm-hmm. uh, very much not dead. Yeah. And not as tall as I thought he was. But, mm. but he was the tall guy. I know. How's that possible? Confusing. Anyway, Fiona mm. Lachlan apparently mm. said something about Bindi Irwin needing to be slapped. So the, sh- the short version, I didn't actually watch Spickers, Speaks and Specs. So, so it was on Speaks and Specs. It was on Speaks she and was Specs. A guest. She was a panellist. And there was also a dude who worked with... Bindi Irwin on some film or something, who was another panellist. And mm-hmm. so Bindi Irwin came up. Now, clearly, he is uh, friendly with the Irwins, this sure. guy. And anyway, Bindi came up and um, apparently Fiona said something about her being freaky and weird. And then nobody laughed and it was all very awkward. And then Fiona said, and something to the effect of she needs to be slapped in the face. And apparently, ha- again, having said, I haven't seen it. This is secondhand but um, apparently Alan Bro tried to sort of cover it by kind of going, oh, oh you, you've got five kids and you're not very nice about them. or something. Like everyone, it was awkward is what I'm saying. That's, that's what I but hear. But was, was this one of the very rare uh, instances where Spicks and Specs was actually going out live and they, it was a full one-hour program? Well, that was my question as well because I'm thinking, obviously all the heat's gone to Fiona. But I'm wondering, a la Chaser, the, the why there's been no heat on the... obviously left that in. They've, yeah. they've got yeah, more yeah. than enough That's content right. they, to make a show. They, they, record about, they record over an hour yeah. to, mm. to pair it down to about 23 minutes. I mean, even minutes. probably the most, the most controversial part of it, I think anyway, and from, from looking... Because the Herald Sun's gone mental and there's been blogs and God knows what else. Um, the most controversial part is clearly the part at which you say you need to hit her. That's the bit that's kind of, I think, tipped it over the edge. Whereas the thing about her being weird and everything, I mean, I think people are kind of going, you don't go a nine-year-old girl and da-da-da. But I think the thing that really tipped it over is the hitting thing. But again, you have to ask, why did they leave that in? She was at a point where she needed to to try and dig out of of the situation. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. But but then again, you know, there there is, uh, and this is a, a, obviously, it's a tender topic, Mm. but uh, there's kind of metaphorical slaps of as well as physical slaps. And, of course. Uh, and look, I mean, that's a hard one because obviously being stand-up, like I know Fiona, so I can't even think of – I mean, I know there's absolutely no way that she would have meant that literally. I mean, she would never hit a child. She, you know, I mean, it's ridiculous to even talk about it. For me, just as interesting, the question is why did the Irwins as parents put their child into showbiz? Like, honestly, I mean, having experienced it, having um, Steve Irwin, having experienced it and the slings and arrows of, you know, the outrageous fortune that is showbiz and the things that were said about him when he was like, why have they thrown this child to the lions? But he never got to a point where... So to speak. So to speak. Or the crocodiles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He never got to a point where he was... was had had so much criticism that he was over it by any means. He, he was still no. I mean, he was always still... into. He died shooting Absolutely. more content. For, but for what his... I'm saying is, you can't claim ignorance from their point of view. Like some kind of you know 
starstruck parents who push their kids into photo competitions or whatever they do. It looks really shiny from the outside. Like it's no excuse, but I can kind of see it. But Terry and Steve Irwin have both experienced up close and personal what it means to be lampooned in the press. Or but to also have loved you- by the entire nation. Well, or, or were they? I mean, there. I think now that he's and dead. And there's probably a lot yeah. of catch out of Australia Zoo. But to put a child through that, like I think that the question is why have they done that? Because did they really think that this wasn't going to happen? I mean, of course, some comedian or some commentator or somebody was at some point going to make fun of Bindi Irwin. And should a nine-year-old deal with that? I don't think they should. Like, I think it's really, it's hard for grown-up people to deal with the criticism that comes with being an entertainer, let alone a little kid. It's just, it's too much, I reckon. I don't get it. I don't get showbiz kids. Don't get it at all. But is there, has there actually been any comment back from any of the air ones? Uh, that not that I know of, but I can't say I've been but looking it, that again, closely. But this is also one of those things where is it is it worse to have made the comment in the first place mm. or to go on and on and on about mm. the comment being made? Mm. Oh, look, I mean, I think it's an overreaction. And, and maybe it's more like... Uh, a chaser style stunt or or uh, with that first episode of Hungry Beast where people were coming out and saying, oh, Liz Ellis is going to be completely mortified by mm. this by this story, which was a fake next week story uh, about a, a group sex thing, mm. Um, mm. That, that Liz Ellis was actually in on it and she was fine with it. But yep. it, was, it was these other organisations that took it upon themselves that, oh, they're insulted and, and mm. it's terrible, it's horrible, this thing's on TV and, mm. and they've got to pull the, the segment for next week. Not getting the joke. For start, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but yeah. Uh, and also, uh, and Fiona kind of, is a comedian. Mm-hmm, That's mm-hmm, why she's mm-hmm. there. Yeah. So you know, there's, there's yeah. as far as I've seen, there's there's no nothing to say that any of the Irwins have, have even heard of, about it. Well, and and we mm, possibly. I mean, we've we've all been in situations where we've been interviewing someone. Mm. Someone said something inappropriate. Uh, I remember one time somebody uh, equated uh, dealing with a, a human. Uh, and and just and calling them a Nazi mm. and uh, and the, the who wasn't quest- a Nazi who wasn't mm. actually a Nazi mm. and it was a uh, you know it, it was it was a long bow to draw and it was it was exaggerating for effect uh, and uh, and and I, I know that I I went through the uh, the dilemma of do I call them on it at the time or mm. do I just not bring attention to it. And hope that nobody else really notices it. It was distasteful. It mm. was, I would, I would say, largely inappropriate. Mm. But offensive. Uh, but is it? But, you know. But is it? Is a, it worth a character flaw? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's. A, I find this one really hard to comment on because if I'm, you know, hand on heart, confessional, being completely honest, if someone like Sam Newman or someone that I didn't like said the same thing, I'd be outraged. Like, I have to be honest about that. Mm. Because I know Fiona and because I'm a comedian, um, I kind of find it harder to be more outraged. But then I think, well, why are we allowed to say anything? And someone I don't like, not allowed to. And then the other part of me goes, well, because Sam Newman's got a track record of saying offensive shit and seemingly meaning it, whereas Fiona um, clearly does not. So you take that into account when you make that assessment. Yeah, but then, but Sam Newman doesn't have to apologise for it. He doesn't apologise for it. Yet mm. Fiona O'Loughlin is in uh, the the Weekend Astonisher magazine, yeah, uh, talking about her alcohol problems. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like what I'm saying is I feel like a hypocrite getting outraged in one instance and not the other. 
So I'm fine. I'm actually personally finding it really hard to know what is the appropriate response. But I, I think I think you're uh, you're outraged in the Sam Newman uh, example because you know that he's not going to have to pay for it, mm. and, uh, and except for in my stand up. Except for in your stand-up. <laughs> yeah, which, which is, really is changing which is, the world. Which is biting yeah. and, and mm. just and, and far-reaching. thousands. Yeah. <laughs> if, not, if not hundreds. <laughs> so tens even. Tens. Tens. <laughs> tens. So it's, it's been a, a, slightly, a slightly interesting week in, uh, in, in the world of, of television. Largely, a lot of things unfairly happening to people. Can I say interestingly as well, because I actually did jump on, someone texted me and said, you know, the Herald Sun's having a live blog or something or other about Fiona. You know, it's all gone mental, which again, I mean, when you look at things like Matthew John's getting a TV show again, it like pales into comparison. But anyway, so everyone's gone berserk. And so I got on and had a look. And I must say a significant majority of the comments were actually in her defence. And we're just going, you know what? She's just funny. She's been a comedian. She's just mucking around. No one thinks she really wants to hit the kid like everybody calm down. So, you know, that was reassuring. I, uh, I'm i going the other way. You're looking at me like I, I want, am I want lost a, my tiny mind. I want a cage match between mm. Bindi Irwin and Fiona Lachlan. I reckon Fiona could throw down if she had to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're uh, about the same size. They they are they are they are about the same size. Now remember, Bindi, the Jungle Girl, the Jungle Irwin, Girl, versus Fiona. I accidentally lived my life in Northern Territory. <laughs> yeah, and you've also you've also got to check because we're talking about a professional wrestling type bat. You got to check Bindi Owen's tights for for the crocodile she'll have to, to oh, yeah, bring yeah. out when the ref's not looking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, and she, although you know, Fiona would have access, she could bring a dingo, dingo v croc. No, the croc could win. And Bindi Bindi has experience in cages. So yeah. has that oh, advantage God. to a cage See? match? It's like she's it's, at home in a cage. Talking about the morality of someone, you know, sticks and stones, they put the child around crocodiles. Like, yeah. And the American media. I mean, oh, I don't know. <laughs> Which is worse. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which is worse. And that is the Box Cutters News. John Laws is a tremendous lover. Some say the best there's ever been. And now we know his secret. He uses a dab of Valvoline. Yes, a little on the nadsack, a splash upon the stalk. The man with the velvet tonsils leaves you unable to walk. So spectacular is his entry, he's been known to nudge a spleen. And all because he uses a little dab of Valvoline. Know what I mean? You know what I mean. Craig McLaughlin, box cutters. Say no more. Do you know just then when he said, yeah. you know what I mean? I thought it was you. But did he did he channel you? There there are lots of similarities between me and Craig McLaughlin. <laughs> You're as ripped. <laughs> totally as ripped as Craig McLaughlin and as successful. Similar uh, collect, oh, collection of oh, tank oh, tops. Form yes. fitting tank tops. Yes. Hey. No, no none, none of that is true. He's charming, attractive, w- wonderful uh and uh, I'm and still waiting for the difference. You're, you're a hot and you, a nerdy way. You both of you <laughs> shut up. Hey, I forgot something for the news. Oh, and yeah. this, I'm only reporting this because it was listed as news it, elsewhere during the week. Marilyn's back on Home and Away. <gasps> really? <laughs> Talk about jumping the shark. They have brought Marilyn back. I don't even watch well, Home and Away. because she's been... I remember in the 80s. Coronation Street? Was she's she? Been doing, she's been doing a, a, she's doing a bunch English. of stuff in the UK. Did you watch it when you were at high school? Like in, in the... The Home and Away? 80s? I yeah. did. Yeah. yeah. Same. We all did. I absolutely love it. Because I of my sister. when Marilyn oh, came... Yes. On the yeah, and then she went out with one of the surfer dudes. But she went out with Elf. Lance or Martin? Do you remember? Yeah, it was Martin, wasn't it? Must have been Martin. 
Lance was such remember. a dummy. I can't remember the. I remember just no, that she I went out was, with Elf. Hang on, it was the taller one. She went out with the taller one, and Elf then she went out with Elf. Love. Yeah. Wow, she doesn't have a type. Yeah, but that's. I mean, that's why I remember it because right. she had massive teeth and. Hang hooters. on, what was what was Elsa doing at this time? I think it was Elsa dead. Oh, possibly. I don't know. I'm not a. I'm not an eaten, H&A. Eaten by her own sideburns <laughs> <laughs> over time. Joshua Canal. She had. Elsa had sideburns. Did she? Yeah. I yeah, think that did. actress has passed. You're going to be struck down. Uh, Judy Nunn. Has she? I haven't heard that. Oh, God, now I, I might be struck down. One of, the, one of us is going down. She's not long for this world now, though. <laughs> do you know, oh. you know you the know, power of Do you know curse. about the Foxcutter's oh, no. curse? No. Well, okay, it all started when I accidentally announced that Eartha Kid had died. Tell me I haven't killed someone. Um, and then Eartha Kid actually died two weeks later. Oh, no. Uh, and then I would start mentioning... Uh, uh, John Updike, I mentioned in one show. Oh, Josh. And the next day he was dead. Oh, no. <laughs> so. Uh, if Judy Nunn's not dead, I really hope she doesn't die. I'm touching wood. I'm touching Jeff Probst. Touch, That's yeah, even more powerful. Yeah, rub, rub the Probst head. Oh, Jeff, come back to me. It's, they got his name wrong, though, because he's Survivor Phil. Survivor <laughs> Phil? What? Yeah. Well, because you've got the Amazing Race, right? Probst. And the host of the Amazing Race is Caucasian Phil. And then you've Probst. got Asian Amazing Race. And and the host of that is Asian Phil. It won't say it. On and you've got no. Survivor, and and so the host of that has to be Survivor Phil. No, it doesn't. It's Jeff Probst. You don't understand. I do not mock Jeff Probst. There's something's more powerful than Survivor Phil. Rub his head again. Oh, give me we're talking about it. <laughs> yeah, you've you've been watching. Yeah, I have. Have you not found it fans kind of be favourite? Bad spirited. Um, because they have been labelled as soon as they got in there and, and so, so the villains are, are really being dirty. What I tend to do is attribute far greater motive to the Survivor producers and writers than they deserve. And what I've done in this one, because it allows me to justify watching it, and what I've done with this one is I think what they're doing is trying to show that no one's inherently good or evil. Like we're going to see that some of the goodies mm-hmm, do bad shit and a lot of the baddies do good shit. And we're already seeing that with James. The African American grave digger. Do you remember him? Oh, yeah, he's excellent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved him. Yeah, I loved he was it. wonderful. He's gone Nutty McNutbar. Oh, has he? He has gone. He told one woman, Stephanie, who granted is annoying, but there's no excuse to speak to a woman this way. He said, You shut your mouth, girl. And I went, Oh, if you were close enough, you've got the Hitty McHit vibe. Oh, you think? And I, I, I just went, Because that's, that's saying, that's. What you're doing there is casting a spell. All he's done is telling, is told her to shut up. No, but it was the way he did it. I don't and know. there's actually think... several other things he said. In fact, to the point where there's been a discussion about whether or not he's been on the wrong tribe. Like he's getting really aggressive. Right. There was one where in one of the challenges, old dude, Randy, okay, and he's a pain in the ass, no question. Hmm. But Randy got pushed into the mud by James as if he wasn't going to win. I mean, James is like three times the weight and young and whatever. And Randy said to him, oh, you like beating up an old man, do you? So James threw something on top of him. Like it was really like a big bully beating up on an old man. Like well, he'd already won. I quite, I quite like this about Survivor because they uh, – I mean this is, a, this is a, a, a criminals and police thing mm. where you, That's you right, get – it's the wire. You get – yeah, you get <laughs> – 
you get a, any group of people yep. and some of them are going to take on a certain role and yep. others are going to take on a, a certain role. I so think that's so that, that uh, famous psychological experiment where they, they had volunteers mm. acting as wardens who, who were told that they... That's the thing that my jet-lagged brain was trying to... That's uh, exactly yeah. right. And were put at, in this position and, and would abuse the other volunteers who were acting yeah, as the, the yeah. captives. Yeah. Do you remember Jerry Manthe, who's now back on? She's the Black Widow of Survivor. She was in Survivor mm-hmm. Australia. Her and probes hooked up for a while it was publicly awful um because she killed him being the black widow yes indeed no no no, she just uh, kind of dislocated his neck and now his head just wobbles (laughs) and she's been doing some quite sweet things and being quite nice you know and again it is that thing even though i know i'm kind of making more of it than than it possibly is but it is true i mean you put any group of people together doesn't matter what you call them good or bad cops or goodies or whatever some will be assholes and some won't and, and Pavardi, not only really, really attractive, but also a lovely human. You reckon? I don't know. I haven't been watching it. <laughs> no, you just, no. You're thinking with something other than your brain there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking with my other brain. Your other brain. See, this is the other thing with James. Like you think, oh, isn't he lovely? So sweet. You know what he says about Pavardi? They always bite the apple. Oh. You know what I'm talking about? Biblical reference. We're talking about women full of sin introduce sin to the world. James, you're not so cool anymore, dude. Always bite the apple. You shut your mouth, girl. I'm getting a little bit frightened. You I'd know like what I'm to saying? see Pavardi full of sin. <laughs> did I, I cross like the line? Full of sin. <laughs> hey, hey. Yeah. You know what? Mm. Brett, are you familiar with Nellie Thomas? Yes. Are you familiar? <laughs> She's a fantastic comic. Because I want to <laughs> tell you. <laughs> You've never I, even seen me, Brett. I, I, I have, actually. Have you? Oh, well, wait a no. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> that, was, that was a false memory. <laughs> you, <laughs> <laughs> this is getting worse. <laughs> But he's going to recommend my show nonetheless. Well, you're, you're hilarious on that that awesome show, Box Cutters. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I listened to some of that while I was away. Did you? Really good. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You're, you're good on that. People should listen to that. Uh, you, you know, we've got a giveaway for her show. Because, mm. you know, she does that show, Box Cutters, which is all about television, yeah. which is how we can then fit it into this show that is also all about television. <laughs> it's uh, like a she's, she's doing a... Uh, she's, she's doing... Uh, Comedy festival show. Oh, yeah, comedy like, festivals on during course, yes. during the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. They only let the best comics have a show on the comedy festival. We have, <laughs> and this is uh, in in uh, in true morning zoo because that's what this has turned into in true morning zoo <laughs> style. We have four double passes to give away for the show on Wednesday, the thirty first of March. If you call, call now, now. <laughs> we're waiting for your call. And I think there's a caveat. Attached to that for the, memory. We'll take line 17 to 21. The caveat is that you need to send your entries in by Monday the 22nd. 22nd? Yeah, like... Monday is the 22nd. Is it? Hang on. Is that what it says? It says by Monday, but I'm, I think it means by the Monday before the Wednesday, surely. Does it? Okay. We can't just give people 12 hours <laughs> to enter. I'm not in control of this at all. If you're... I'll I'll work it out. All right, you'll sort I'll, it. I'll Good. work it out with the uh, with the people we got the tickets All from. Right, like, don't cool. don't you worry about that. <laughs> uh, let's let's say just to be safe, mm. email us by Friday, Friday. the twenty. Someone have a calendar. Sixth. Sure. Six. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> email us hooray at boxcutters.net with the subject line Nelly giveaway. Spell it any way you want. I don't care. Subject line. Nelly giveaway. If you're in Melbourne, the first four people or 
Or if you want to fly in. Or if you want to fly in. I mean, as know. long as you can be here on the 31st that's right. of March. And the first, the first four people, that's, that's how it's going to work. The first four people to send in will get a double pass. Your names will be on the door. And you can check that they're still available uh, because we'll put up a message when we uh, have enough entries. On boxcutters.net, the website. Yeah. So send us an email, hooray at boxcutters.net, and you can go and see Nellie Thomas mm. in... I could have been a sailor. 8.15, every night, Melbourne Town Hall. Comedy festival. Except for Monday nights. Except for Monday nights. Which is your night off so that you can watch the eviction show. Is <laughs> <laughs> that how it works? Well, it might be. Let's not get into that again. No, but yeah, Thomas. festival starts what? When? This Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's And also, can I just say, I mean, obviously I'd love people to come to my show. That'd be terrific. But also just try and go see some local artists. Because there's a lot of internationals. They've got a lot of money. They've got a yeah. lot of advertising. Try and see some local artists. That'd but be start, start with Nellie Thomas. Because you know her. She's a good friend of yours. <laughs> After the show, wait around. Mm-hmm. Introduce yourself. Sure. Say you're a box cutters listener. Why not? Tell her what you really think. Great. <laughs> I'd love that when I just come off stage. That'd be yeah. terrific. Yeah. Oh, your show. <laughs> Tell I me saw it. what you really think about Josh Canal. That was the rest <laughs> of that <laughs> sentence. And I will report back to him, honestly. Actually, yeah, do that, do that, because I'm not going to listen to your criticism, but I will listen to it if it comes via Nelly. Excellent. It's a deal. Hello, I'm Mark Fidel. And I'm Dan Ellick. And you're listening to Le Box Couteurs. Oh, in French. I want some bruit. <laughs> wow. Josh have... Canal, he's so pretty. <laughs> Josh Canal, he's stupid. <laughs> Josh Canal, he's jet-lagged. Yeah. <laughs> Death Comes to Town uh, is a new show from Canada. That's how they... Canada. No, no, Canada. That's how they say it in Quebec. Canada. Those Canucks. Yeah. Were you uh, channeling Gian Rooney then? Because she said Canada when we interviewed her. She did. Yeah, it was she cute. Did. I've said it for a long time. Uh, did she unintentionally she, say it? Uh, no, I think she caught herself. I think, yeah, I yeah. think she, uh, she, she did it on purpose. I don't know. She She's did a lots funny of lady. Like she was. And she was makes it sound like a really nice country. We should, Canada. We should have her back on. Canada. So death there's is something. Death. There's something DDR can about. I do, can Canada. I do, can I talk about the thing now? Yes, yeah, sure. <laughs> it's from Canada. Because we don't have John here going, can you tell us what the show's about? <laughs> can I be John? Because I haven't seen the show. Yeah. Can you tell us what the show's about? Sure. Sure, Nelly. Death Comes to Town follows the uh, inhabitants of the fictional town of Shuckton, Ontario. Shuckton. Shuckton, Ontario, in Canada. In the lead up to and following the murder of their much loved but horribly corrupt mayor. Mm. Uh, but the story is almost irrelevant. As it, it so often is. As it so often is. Because this show is by uh, the people who brought you Kids in the Hall. Uh, I think the official title is Kids in the Hall, Death Comes to Town. Kids in the Hall was a sketch comedy show that Lorne. Gr- sorry, Lorne Michaels. Not Lawn Green. Lawn Michaels from Saturday Night Live produced uh, from Canada, went for five seasons, starred Dave Foley, Bruce McCulloch, Mark McKinney, Kevin McDonald, Scott Thompson. Uh, you might remember Scott Thompson from The Larry Sanders Show. He played uh, Hank's assistant in the later series. Kevin McDonald, is that the clerk's guy? No, that's Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith, okay. Uh, and Dave Foley, you might remember from News Radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you'd, you'd recognise the others from from having done plenty of of other work. Uh, so kids in the hall are largely character comedians, 
And they have created, I think, some of the most extreme, perverted, and outrageous characters to represent society in this uh, in this small town of Shuckton, Ontario. Now, this is just a, a very, very basic range, mm. going from the deformed and leather codpiece-wearing embodiment of death. Deformed? In, how deformed? Uh, he's, he's got a Milton the Monster front tooth. Yeah, he's, oh. he's got like a, a big... Is a, he a human? No, he's deaf. He's, de- he's, he's actually deaf. In human he's, form. He's actually deaf. He's not like an in, ice hockey player called death. He's no, no. actually deaf. Actually deaf. Mm. Actually deaf. He lives in a motel. He mm. has a thing for large redheads. Mm. And uh, and he does get around wearing a, a leather cod piece. Wow. Uh, but he's in human form. He has a huge exposed belly with yeah. his, with his uh, mobile communication device around his neck. Around, that's around very his neck. fattest. Uh, and, uh, and, and, well, if you think that's fattest, uh, on the other... Uh, you know, also in the spectrum of offensive, outrageous, uh, and and very ridiculous characters, you have the horrifically obese former high school sports star uh, who, since since failing in his high school sports career, has done nothing but sit on the couch and, and get eats. very, very, very fat. Is he or she a good character or a bad one? Uh, he is. He's a good character. Okay, so it's not all fatty's bad. Oh no 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 no! It's it's not all fatty's bad. Did it's, you miss the news about the the woman in America who's trying to make herself the fattest mum in the world for the Guinness Book of Records? No. Yeah, she's literally. I mean, yes, I missed it. Like incredibly morbidly obese already, and trying to get fatter and fatter. And there she is with this like little two year old, literally climbing up her mountains of um, fat rolls. Look, everyone wants a mum who's a jungle gym. Oh man. Still, that's not what the show's about. Though, Sorry, you she's, just said fat, and I went not, to that lady. She, she's not in the show. Uh, so, every single character in this show is as over the top and exaggerated as as possible. Nothing at all is subtle. Even me hitting the microphone with my nose. What's the genre? Comedy. It Dark, is like sitcom comedy, or no, some have called it Corner Gas, which is another kind of small town Canadian uh, production. Mm-hmm. Meets Twin Peaks. Oh, okay. But mm. in but in in comedy in comedy form, so th- there are a lot of similarities to the League of Gentlemen. Uh, Connor Gas was apparently a comedy. Oh, was it? Yes. Right. Who knew? Mm. Uh, w- while while not as dark as League of Gentlemen, Death Comes to Town definitely has that same sense of uh, small town disgusting nuance where everybody is perverted in some way <laughs> or another. Uh, Terrific. And uh, and I have to say, I absolutely think it's hilarious. I think the characters are are in themselves really, really funny. It's it's almost sketch comedy, except that it's got it's sketch comedy with an ongoing storyline. Is if it you like, like Little Brittany? It's like those kinds of characters? No, it's it's more it's more like League, League of Gentlemen. Okay, the characters is is what makes the show. I think the characters themselves are absolutely hilarious. They all have uh, their uh, you know they're, they're all perverted, but in in a hilarious way, and they all have uh, uh, either huge social ambitions or uh, or are trying to overcome something that uh, that their life has has led them into. I mean the no one seems happy with their life, but everyone is trying to make a go of it. And if they, 
they either don't seem happy with their life and, and they're hugely ambitious or they are so laid back and lackluster that they're just willing to, to sit around like like the fat guy and just uh, and just have this horribly sad existence. But he does have ambition. He's, he's well, n- in now, fact, the now one... he has... So, so it's a murder mystery. Yes. And he is the one person in town that actually has an idea about how to investigate... What happened? The police in town have no idea. And, and so he doesn't have a job. No, he just no, what? No. He hasn't left the house for, for years. And years. Yeah. Oh, he's that fat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, he's he's okay. that fat that he's he a has. In. He has motorized his couch. <laughs> that's funny. Oh, that's right. So this he, is he has okay. pulley a pulley system to to bring him cans of soda and and stuff. Wow. Like that. And and he has a friend who brings him pizza every day. Well, no, he gets wow. delivered pizza. Oh, he gets delivered pizza every day, and he. How can he afford it? Well, well he, somebody else, somebody else pays for it, and he is one of the. Mm. Oh, that's very he know where it's very. From. He doesn't know where it comes from, but very early on in the first episode, we learn that Death really hates this kid and wants to kill him, and is trying to, and and has never received the uh, the notice that he is the next to die but keeps trying to bring him to that end by ordering <laughs> pizzas for him to just fatten him up more and more and more. So, so that he does. death is killing the fat guy. Well, he's trying to, but failing. Uh, <laughs> death, death is a really pathetic character, but he, he rides this kind of weird, tiny motorized tricycle. Like it's, it's Drags a really, bike. Has yeah. the fat guy got friends? Yeah. He's, he's got, he's got one friend, he but she's, she's ditzy. Mm. Oh. She's forgetful. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it's uh, you've got you've got the uh, the local news team, mm-hmm. uh, including the uh, so it's a small town, but not that small. But not that small, including the uh, the weather woman whose name is Heather Weather. Are you serious? Yes, I wrote a character with someone else called Heather doing the weather. But was Heather her, with the weather? But was her name Heather Weather? No, her name was her surname Heather is weather. actually Weather. <laughs> <laughs> but she does actually have higher ambitions. That's so cute. There's a bit of a bit of conflict there. Uh, uh, and the uh, the 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 mayor, uh, the introduction to the mayor in the first episode is uh, is in itself really. Fa- he he walks into a fast food restaurant and steals. I turned you down, you stupid phone, and steals tips <laughs> off the. Uh, Don't uh, drive angry. I know, and everybody sees it, but everybody loves the mayor, so he he can he can do anything that he wants without without any uh, blowback. Is it and, half and hour or an hour episodes? Eps. Uh, half hour apps. Half hour apps. And is it like, does it rate well? Where's it showing? It's showing only in Canada at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure how well how well it's doing. I tried to speak to some Canadians about it, uh, and and they had seen it, but yeah, you know, I didn't meet all that many while I was away. So right. it's on CBC. Uh, it started airing in January. I can tell you those. Don't give things. a time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's eight episodes. Oh, oh that that awesome. it was it was uh, intended to be eight episodes, uh, and uh, and essentially, Kids in the Hall hadn't done anything since 1994 when their show ended, mm-hmm. uh, and then they came back uh, in 2008 and did a live tour, mm-hmm. and uh, and then decided to to do this show, which is th- they've admitted heavily influenced by League of Gentlemen, mm-hmm. uh, but does take a, a different tack, and I think is is not only. Interesting in its approach, but very, very funny in its writing. Do you struggle with the half-hour episode? Not at all. Do you, Brett? Struggle to be able to get through it. As no, do you struggle to, to kind of go, oh, it's that, that's where that, where'd that go? 
no, no. Mm, Especially not when uh, it, it's not an appointment kind of thing. So if I've mm. if I've got a few to watch, then mm. I find it really really easy. And in fact, Entourage is is a little bit addictive like that because you go the you, you just one going. more, just one more, and and suddenly it's four a.m. Just I just got onto Thirty Rock. Like I hadn't seen it before and someone just gave me in DVD and I, I'm loving it. I absolutely love it. But I go, I've just started it. Oh, it's done. Oh, I'll watch another one. I'll just say, oh, it's done. But like it is I want dense. The hour. You, can, you could watch it again hour. and I think pick up on stuff you that could, you missed the first time. You could, but I don't know. I just, re- there's something I just love about a you know 50-minute kind of show. I don't know. Comedy? I think, I think laughing yeah. for 50 minutes in a row is, is quite hard though. Well, let's hope that's not true because my show's an hour. Yeah, but your your show really, I think, is going to exhaust audiences. So, <laughs> so they'll be able to sit through your show, but then go but then and watch Thirty Rock. Doing two a night, or or watching yeah. Thirty Rock straight after seeing your show. Yeah, I don't think they're they're going to be be able to do that. I think I they're going to have like to go they'd... and watch some war documentary. <laughs> yeah. Just in just, order to, to reboot. And yeah. I'm just thinking through. How, what are the the one hour uh, comedies? Chuck, you just kind of comedy, yeah, lighthearted drama, no, really. And, do you know, it's part of the reason, actually, ironically, given that I, what I do for a living, I don't watch a lot of sitcoms. Like, I find, I don't find them that funny. entertaining. Well, yeah, there's that. But also, I just find you blink and you miss it, like, both in a conceptual and a literal sense. It's like, oh, there's 20 minutes, it's done. And there's so few sitcoms that have got anything to say that I'm interested in. Now you That's, two are looking at me like you are one freaky mofo. No, I, just, I, don't, I don't. I don't. I don't understand that. I don't understand. I'm why, not quite sure why either. But why, just, why would you? Why would you necessarily want it to say something rather than just? I don't know. Entertain you. I'm that kind of gal. Because you know, it's it's like <laughs> it's it's like in, in stand up comedy, there are stand ups mm. who who just go on and do jokes about yeah. sex and, and cars. And they're just funny. Yeah. And then there are those who go on and, and mm. talk about. Life issues. Like, I'm not saying I'm like right. Like where you grew up and how you became who you were, for example. For example. Maybe it's because I'm obviously doing gigs, you have to sit through a lot of stand-up. You know, like yeah. I'm, maybe I'm just laughed out and so laughing's not enough. You know, like I want to be kind of moved as well or I want to be, I want to learn something or I want something other than just a bit of a chuckle. Oh, Although having said that, 30 Rock I'm loving, so, you know, I'm talking crap. Let's move on. That's death comes to town. And uh, can can I oh, yeah, just yeah. say? Yeah, what please, I of please. I, I was I've been waiting for that all, all this time. In fact, that 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 whole horrible silence thing it's, when it's Nelly then just kept asking me questions. <laughs> I was really hoping for you to jump in and I, say, I "Josh has already for, said his bit. Why don't you?" Uh, uh, just to to update you, uh, it was one point oh five four million on the first uh, episode. That's good for yeah. Canada, uh, January twelfth, which was a six point rating in the twenty five to thirty four. Demo. Um, I don't know what that means. I'm not sure what that means either. Uh, I didn't mind it, but I, I definitely had to switch off my critical thinking for it uh, because there are just absurd things through it. And if you think about anything, then it's just not going to make sense and it may annoy you. Uh, so once I once I realised that that was really what you needed to do, you needed to just switch off and let it flow Be- over because you. Because you, you love then, to see a, a you plot. Actually... You love to see a plot hole and point it out. You love to plot holes shit me. Yeah, yeah. You, you yeah. love to point them out though. I mean, that's mm, mm. it's it's one of the things that you do. It's just why, why, <laughs> you know? Yeah, uh, um, but and and you can't you can't have that in in Death Comes to Town because uh, it's not the point. 
That, no, no, is, no, not at all. Which is kind of what I was trying to say. The, and which the, is story, also, the story is is irrelevant. Which is also why the same performers uh, dressed up as different characters through it fairly obviously, and so many men playing women. Um, well, it's the entire. It, it's all goes with that. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I sound yeah. liking the sound of it now. Yeah, so yeah that sounds. It's the cross dressing that, that the cross dressing you, you you've you've tipped me over so the that's, edge. That's something that we didn't mention. Is that the five the five actors in uh, in. Death comes. Uh, sorry, in, in kids play, in the hall, they play all the parts. They play pretty much all of the parts. Oh, I like that. I like so, that. so it's lots of costumes, lots of uh, lots of cross dressing, uh, lots of uh, like lots the of crazy lady situations. in Thirty Rock who yeah. plays all those big characters, which I love. Yeah, I think that I, I like that's a nice touch. So uh, I I can really recommend it. Turn off your critical thinking. Just yes, sit, sit down. Let it. Did Let you it watch laugh over enjoyable. Brett, did you enjoy watching it on that level? Do you think it was a funny? Yeah, no, laugh at it. I think I laughed at points. It's a funny. Like there were, uh, mm, not heaps. Not heaps. I think I laughed more at 30 Rock. Are you a sitcom lover? Uh, I don't touch them. I don't touch them. This is going. No, no, I don't lock myself into a into a particular genre. It, it, yeah, good material, whatever it is, I'll I'll appreciate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I can appreciate Kids in the Hall. Death comes to town for what it is. Yeah, which is a little bit of silliness, maybe Would a little less silly someone? than Little Britain, um, with a storyline going a through. Present? I'm I'm really uh, really interested to find out who killed the man. See, and I and and I don't care. But the uh, but would, would I give it to someone? Yeah, would, would, you, would you gift it? I I would probably gift it. But to I would someone gift you it, like, I, I would gift it to someone I knew very well, mm, and that that you knew that they and would I, like. It. And I knew their their sort of humor. I knew I knew what they would like because okay. I think I think it's very easy to sit there and just go, "Oh, this is just ridiculous. Why why am I even Close, watching yeah. it?" Uh, it's it's that kind of mm. it's that kind of comedy of. Uh, it's, I, I think it's 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 going to polarize people in the same way Twin Peaks did. In the in the same way that and still does Twin and Peaks does. did and yeah. still does okay yeah I think, I'll give it a look I think it's a little bit of the David Lynch of comedy okay all right I'm there hi I'm the mellifluous Rod Quantock and I'm here on the box cutters for no other reason than I'm mellifluous I'm also malevolent <laughs> but most mellifluous people are malevolent <laughs> box cutters. What does mellifluous mean? Did he make it up or is it a word? No, it's a word. What it's, is it? It is that, that depth of voice. Oh, that. <laughs> like yes, Troy McClure. Yes. I, was, I was very taken by his voice on Mike. He's yeah, got a beautiful was, voice, very, Rod. Yeah. You know who else has a very deep voice? Uh, uh, B. Arthur? No. <laughs> Not anymore. She's dead. Josh Canal? No. Kath- <laughs> uh, what's her face? He's been in uh, Californication as the other boss. Who's now Kathleen? How about Turner. you tell us? Turner? Josh is actually going to fall asleep. Alan <laughs> Coulter. He's on. Alan Coulter, mm. the voiceover guy. Ah, the redheaded for Late Show with David Letterman, and he's got <gasps> a bad attitude. And Has anyone been to Letterman? I've been. Have you? I've been to see Late Show with David Letterman being taped. Was it great? Well, he is. Oh, I want to talk you through the entire process because okay. it's 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 quite a, a gauntlet that. That you go through in order to get into the into the audience. Hang on, so, I need to ask one question. Yes, is that where you got my Jeff probes from? 
from... You didn't get a free gift on your way into Letterman, did you? No, but the CBS store is next door you to the... You took time to get it for me. That's I actually I, I actually went out of my way to go back and get it for you, Nelly Thomas. I'm stroking his head. I was, I was Not running... Josh's probes. I, was, oh, I wish he was stroking my head. That'd <laughs> You're be too nice. far away. I know, I would a... just fall asleep like that, though. <laughs> yeah. Did you grab a bite at the Hello Deli? I did not. It's packed and, uh, and a little bit expensive. So you Plus, arrive? I was full already. Wait. Okay, because mm. I'm getting to that get, bit, but I haven't gotten yep. to that yet. So I've tried to get on to uh, get, get into the audience of, of uh, the Late Show with David Letterman a number, with of, a number of times. Where he stole the idea. Uh, one about seven years ago, uh, where uh, on Thanksgiving morning I called up, bang on at nine o'clock for standby tickets, mm. just putting quarters into into this payphone because that's where I happened to be. At that moment, mm. having just seen the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, oh, it's freezing cold. Mm. I'm putting quarters into a phone. I get through quite quickly, get asked a, a trivia question. <gasps> you got it wrong. Which is, you're going to be like my dad, aren't you? And just keep guessing <laughs> the end of the story. <laughs> and the trivia question I was asked was, uh, where does Rupert work? The answer being the Hello Deli. Uh, so I answered that, and I was given two tickets in the standby queue. I had tickets number three and four. So you're thinking, I'm in. I'm in. I'm definitely in. No way. Am I not getting in? I line up in the freezing cold. They tell me to be there at like at twelve o'clock, uh, t- 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I line up in the freezing cold. I'm waiting there for an hour. Oh. And... Slowly, people in the standby queue first, you know, 100 through to 50, go home, you're not getting in. Then 49 through to 25, go home, you're not getting in. And it comes down to the last four. And none of us got in. Everyone showed up. Everyone showed up, plus they had sailors in town because it was Thanksgiving. So, that you know, Dave wanted to have sailors in the audience. And, Could have uh, been a sailor. So, you know, I, I, oh, Josh. I went through that whole thing. So this time, I th- I, so it, and they don't even keep them around to to do a throw out into the lobby to the no, standby audience anymore. Not ni- not anymore. That's an old thing. That's when yeah. that's when they were still getting their top tins from uh, Sioux City, Iowa. Yeah, they don't do that anymore either. So uh, this time, I just emailed them before coming, mm. be- before leaving Australia. Uh, I applied for tickets on the website. It's mm. a lot easier to apply for tickets now. Applied for tickets. Said I'm going to be uh, in town from this date to this date. Uh, I would like two tickets for any, any night. Any night you mm. can you can handle. And I'm and on then, box cutters. And then th- no, I didn't mention that. You didn't. Didn't mention that. You didn't pull rank. I didn't pull rank. I wanted to mm. be like everybody else. Good on you. Just for just for a day. <laughs> the common man experience. <laughs> and I thought nothing of it and, and completely forgot about it. And uh, I've got a Skype account that has a US phone number. So I gave them that as my US phone number. Got a mm. message saying that I had some voicemail. Listened to it. Hi, it's blah blah. One of the producers from uh, from the late show. Please give me a call as soon as possible. We have tickets available for you. Oh, so I start panicking. I try calling back from that number just in case they've got caller ID. Caller ID, but I've got a bad internet connection, so I have to call it back from the mobile phone that I've gotten for while I'm over there. And uh, and we've got a third person travelling with us. So I tried to get three tickets. Well, the rules are different if you're trying to get three tickets. Two out of the three of you have to answer a trivia question. Oh, God. 
It has to be on the spot. Oh, shit. And you're not allowed to help each other. Oh, I need to know, did you get the freaking tickets? <laughs> so the first question which I was asked was, where does Rupert work? <laughs> so they haven't moved on. Have not moved on. Answer, hello, Deli. Hand the, uh, hand the, the, uh, the phone over to, to Lyndall. Lyndall and, and Troy were having a conversation over who was going to know more. <laughs> Turns out it was it was Lyndall. Hand the phone over to her, uh, and I see her face kind of go all questioning, and then she says, "Red." The question was, "What color is Alan Coulter's hair?" She oh, got it right. It oh, Lyndall. we got the tickets. Everything set up for the following Monday. So we have to be there between uh, 1 p.m. and 2 p.m., no later than 2 p.m. If we turn up after 2 p.m., we are not getting in. This is all made very clear. Oh, God, you've got a bloody travel story. It's, so we, <laughs> I'm going to need some medication. I need a beta blocker. This is, this is a huge process that, that you go through. So you turn up. Uh, people are already lined up. I, I got there at about quarter past one. People were already lined up around the corner. Uh, you get in line and you wait for them to to open the doors. While you uh, once they open the doors, there are staff members from the Late Show talking to you all the way through. Are you excited? We're gonna go. You're gonna go and see the Late Show. <laughs> I was. You're gonna, you're gonna get tickets. Uh, this is this is fantastic. Are you ready? And then you finally get inside, and somebody says, "Whose list are you on?" Because everybody has some sort of list. So whichever producer has called you, you're on somebody's uh, somebody's list. The lists have different uh, different criteria, and based on those criteria, that's when you get your ticket. So I told them what list I was on. They said, "Okay, you have to actually come with us, and we'll put you to the front of the line." Hey. Go to the front of the line, get our tickets, then wait in line again to go back out into the foyer. In the foyer, we're told. All right, this is what's going to happen. You've got your tickets. Are you excited? You're going to see the late show. Yeah, Woo! everyone's excited. Yeah, let's. And it, it becomes a little bit like a cult because you're so confused by everything <laughs> that's happening, and everyone's telling you, "Go here, standing this line. Go over here." And then we're sent out into the cold again for half an hour to an hour. Then we have to come back, line up again, in order, I think. This yeah, yeah, like we have who to the puddles. We have to like this is a we've, we've, all got, we've all got numbered tickets, so then we have to line up in order, and we get funneled through into the theatre. Once the theatre doors open, people snake through like at Disneyland to get into the theatre, and then scramble for seats. I managed to get like third row in the centre. Very exciting on the floor, not upstairs. On the floor, third row centre. Very exciting. And he's like, Kafka, their warm-up guy? It's like, (laughs) what kind of nightmare? Kafka's nightmare is this just to get tickets to the freaking Letterman show? Well, here's the thing. So, so far, no warm-up guy. We all sit down and then... Uh, and then we're all told to start clapping our hands to this song. Now, I don't know if you know this song, uh, that Tonight's Going to Be a Good Night. I do. Black Eyed Peas. It gets stuck in your head, yeah. and that song is evil. Mm. It is. Tonight's it's, gonna Don't be sing it. Don't sing it. Don't sing it. No. It's, mm-hmm. it's, mm-hmm. it's It is a cult 
song. Like it is, it is the well, song. People dance the same to it for Oprah. It is the song that you would that you would play if you wanted everybody to think exactly the same right. thing. So everybody's clapping along mindlessly mm. to this to this song that also, can I say, goes on for eight a long years. Time. Yeah. It's a very long song. Right. I thought they had looped it. Now I found out, no, it just goes on <laughs> for a very long time. So everyone's clapping along to that and then they play another song and everyone's clapping along to that. And then the warm-up guy comes. And this warm-up guy has the easiest job in the world <laughs> it's not brian nankervis it's it's not brian nankervis no. it's uh it's he, he comes out and he gives a you know a couple of quick one-liners like mm. hey new jersey that's a state and everyone <laughs> goes yeah what's up to- with fat chicks it totally is <laughs> now let me introduce you to uh, paul Schaefer and the cbs orchestra Woo! and then they come on and they play a song and everyone's clapping again mm. and clapping and clapping and clapping and now uh, here comes David Letterman. David Letterman comes out uh, and says, everyone excited about the show? We're going to yeah. have a great show. Yeah. Everyone's, All right. Who has a question? Someone asks a question. Uh, Dave, what, would, uh, what event would you be in if you were in the Olympics? And Dave says, oh, I think I'd uh, be the puck in curling or something like that. Huh? Hey. Hilarious. All right. Now it's time to go and do the show. And he so runs- they call it a stone. He runs it around, but yeah, no one, no one mentioned that plot hole properly. Uh, he he runs around behind the curtain, and bam, they start the show. Wow! Like, and was the show good? The show was great. Bill Murray was on. He great. was hilarious. It was the same night that uh, Jay Leno's new version of the Tonight Show was starting. Oh. So, uh, so all week they were going to have huge guests, and they kicked it off with Bill Murray who did a great job and uh, 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 ludicrous, who had two drummers and mentioned it in their song, which was hilarious. And uh, were you in awe? Were you, were you awestruck? I was, I was a little bit awestruck. I was mm. a little bit awestruck about seeing Dave do his job and do his job so well. Mm. A little bit awestruck about being in the same room as Bill Bloody Murray. Yeah. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and just a little bit in awe of the of the whole process. The whole process is so slick, and so so well designed to make sure that the audience is receptive. Mm. So that I mean, you you know how bad it is to mm. to have a dull gig because the audience is shit now. Well, I was just thinking, how nice would it be to have wranglers? You yeah, know, just at the comedy festival, just running around the town hall, going, "You're going to see Nellie Thomas? Are you excited? Are you, who's Nellie Thomas? Are you excited? Yeah, Woo! I'm excited." So they come in happy instead of you know angry and tired. Yeah, <laughs> and then we all walk out of there with our copy of Dianetics, and we're fine. <laughs> the uh, the uh, so so this that's the, exciting. The whole the whole aspect, everything about the production is mm. sleek. So it's not just that the show itself is so tightly written and so sleek, but the audience are manipulated to such a mm. huge extent. Really, really impressive. I the, mean, it's crowd the control they, in the truest sense. Yeah, yeah. It was it it mm. was extraordinary, and. And to see that kind of group mentality used for good rather than evil mm. is a really nice and part. Honestly, I mean, this is a kind of wanker stand-up thing to say, but it really does matter how you're introduced. Like for anyone out there listening, it really does matter. I think people have this kind of impression of those kinds of things where, oh, let them and he'll just walk out and he'll say hi and it'll all be fine. For example, I got introduced at this thing last week. <laughs> As um, Next up, we've got a woman called Nellie Thomas and she does sex shows with kids. 
<laughs> no context about the fact that I was a comedian, that I do, you know, work with teenagers about sexual assault and da da da. Like, no context at all. Just, you know, here's this lady, Kitty Fiddler, not even attached to an organisation. <laughs> That's how I'm going to introduce you that at my next really dinner party. It really does matter. It really does matter. So, if you ever have, you know, an event. We get a stand up to come. Please introduce them properly, because that sort of stuff it really changes the whole show. Oh, de- definitely, definitely. I, I I don't think there was anyone there that didn't have a great time. You're ready to you're ready to partake. That's, Dave says something, you laugh. I mean, that's yeah. it. It's it's that simple. Awesome. I'm in awe. That's great. Did you do the Sopranos tour? I did not do the Sopranos. Have you done tour. it before? No. You went to America and you didn't do the Sopranos tour. I've seen the show. I've seen New Jersey. I'm yeah, well but aware you could of New go Jersey. Go and get a slice and a coke. <laughs> But I, you go to Satrials. That's what it's called. I've, I, I don't need, <laughs> no, no. Okay. No, I don't, I don't need that. I don't need to do the Sopranos You're tour. You're an odd, odd man. I don't need to. I, I went and did Letterman. That was excellent. <laughs> Sounds great. That, that, that was excellent. If you watch one thing. Nellie Thomas, you're, yeah. wa- you're waffling your head like Jeff Probst. <laughs> I think I'm going to do that through my whole show. <laughs> no. How many? 30 shows. So people are going to be freaked out month. by it. I'm just going to get up. Gonna... Hey, so. I could have been I've a sailor. i done a few jobs. But now, but now I'm a bobblehead. <laughs> now I'm a bobblehead. If you watch one thing, look, I reckon I'm probably way behind most uh, Box Cutters listeners on this particular one. But because my love for it is new, it's going to have to be 30 Rock which is actually on Channel 7 now at 11.30pm on Mondays. Oh, excellent. Yep. So if you're up that late, which I suspect some of you are, yep. then tune into that. Brett, what uh, what will you be watching? Uh, my, thing, my thing is connected to uh, my one thing from a few weeks ago. No one remembers what that the is. The Red Brett. Simons. There's some, something strange with the, the timing, though. It's, uh, it's on at 7.15 on ABC2. 7.15pm? PM. Mm-hmm. They're showing The Daily Show with John Stewart. Oh, yes. yes. I saw that in The Grand Guide. And then following yeah. that with uh, The Colbert Colbert Report. Report. Yeah. And you can watch both of them on iView as well, uh, which is great because now... Is there like Australia... a whole the week of, of iView episodes available for viewing? I've said everything I know. <laughs> <laughs> but it's on every day. Hey, didn't, didn't Cable... Comedy Central have that. Comedy Channel. Comedy Channel did, uh, did did have that, but now the ABC have it as well. Mm. Good on them. Everyone has it. That's more laughter for that's everybody. Awesome. Yeah. That's that's wonderful. I am going to be watching the inside of my eyelids. As one should, when they have been in a tin can in the air for 30 hours. It's unnatural. If you want to see exactly what I think about air travel, go to littlerunningbed.com. Uh, Do you know a, your little eyelids are actually I know. drooping? You know when people They're say fluttering. droopy eyelids and you go, oh, I don't know if I've really seen droopy. I know. I just, they are drooping. Just at the end of that Letterman segment, I just hit a wall. <laughs> yeah. I just hit a you wall. You need to catch some Zeds. Uh, yes. So uh, so I'll be doing that uh, and uh, and really catching up on three weeks worth of television because I haven't seen a bloody thing. Hey, um, when I cast my pod, it's with the box cutters in mind. Box cutters, pod, cast, done. Pork is on the table. Uh, Nelly, very quickly, mm. very quickly, you have, for no good reason, been watching Two and a Half Men. 
Well, yes, I have been because it's the highest rating show on Australian television at the moment. And I was Seriously? Asked to watch it. Mm. Well, or is it the highest rating comedy? I might have confused. Don't quote me, but it's definitely extremely high rating. It's got e- either over way six hundred thirty thousand viewers in Melbourne alone. There's nothing you're saying there that isn't making me want to just jump on a plane and go back. Yeah, absolutely. Look, I think I'm more can... outraged at that than than wanting to slap Bindi Owen. Indeed, <laughs> exactly. I think you can sum that show up. In three lines, which is women are crazy, men and men are stupid, and the gays so funny. <laughs> That's my thoughts on two and a half. Right, minutes. you're not talking about Will and Grace. <laughs> oh no, because I saw the I've previewed the episode for Monday night, mm-hmm. and um, there's a gay couple in it who was this old kind of navy dudes, and you think on one level you go great, you know, great to have gay guys on TV, open relationship, da 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 da. They are funny. In and of themselves, purely for being gay, like there is not, there is no jokes written for them other than, oh, they're gay. Of course, we're going to laugh. It is just so highly offensive. It really, and I mean the mm. rest of it. Women are crazy. Did you know that? You should never oh, go yeah, out with women because they're crazy. Yeah. In fact, the Commitment gays, freaks. as they're called, are gay because they don't want to live with women. So not only is this a homophobic representation... Of course, they made that decision. Because they, they made that decision that women are crazy. They made the decision oh. to be gay. Yeah. So you're being homophobic and misogynist in the same kind of stroke of a pen. It's well, outrageous. Or is it efficiency? <laughs> yeah, well... You they, know, I, I'm, I'm quite tired at the moment. I don't have time for misogyny and homophobia being separated <laughs> right, and just, discussed separately. Put it all in one bucket, fill that bucket with as much hate as you can, expose me to it, I'll make my decisions based on that. And let's face it, they're often connected. And they'll play in Peoria. It's great. (laughs) But people love it, evidently. People love it. Charlie Sheen playing himself, some funny gays and some crazy ladies. Well, they don't don't film the, the domestic violence there. No, with Charlie. Yeah. 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 No, that's forgettable. That's not part of the show. No, no. Well, not yet. So playing himself... Apart from that bit. But women, I tell you what, they get under your skin, Brett. They get on they bloody unnerve you, they do, and you just lash out. Like a parasite. Like, like a, a paras. Parasite. Like a parasite slash out. <laughs> no, they get they get under your skin. Like um like a fluke. <laughs> it's, you know, you go for a swim, it'll enter into your foot, go up into your gut. A fluke. Oh, that's disgusting. Sure Isn't that what you're is. saying? That's not what you're saying that women are like? If the Amazon, where if you wee in the Amazon River, it'll it'll swim up there. I'm lampooning those wife beaters who go, oh, they just bloody, she just pushed me over the bloody edge, she did. Like a fluke. Like a fluke. On Survivor. Oh, clearly I'm tired. So that brings us to the end of Box Cutters (laughs) episode 216. I want to say uh, thanks very much to Crumpler, who are our giveaway sponsors. Uh, We will have the Crumpler quiz Quiz next week. Next week, I want to say very thanks very much to uh, to Nelly Thomas for being wonderful. Good and night, y'all. You should see her in Nelly Thomas. I could have been a sailor. Melbourne Town Hall, March twenty something, something through to April. The other thing, Comedy Festival. Melbourne Comedy Festival. And there's a Comedy Festival uh, iPod app that's all. Uh, Is it? You can you can put a little bookmark and it'll give you a little notification every time it sees Nelly Thomas. Oh, good. Yeah. Uh, and Are you serious? I, yeah. I want to say uh, <laughs> I want to say thanks very much to everyone uh, in my travels who said that they enjoyed box cutters. It was great meeting Yay. you all. Two two of you. 
<laughs> yeah, we're popular. We're not that popular. <laughs> not yet. Now not that we've yet. taken on the world, though. Hey. Until next week, very tiredly, I am Josh Canal. I'm Nelly Thomas. I'll see you in a few weeks. And I do continue to be Brett Cropley. Thanks for listening to Box Cutters. Catch us again next week. Same bat time. Different day, same bat channel. Or maybe the same day. We haven't quite worked that out. It's Passover. (laughs) We'll we'll need to talk about it. And hey, let's be careful out there. Box Cutters thanks 3RRR, whose studios we use to record this podcast pretty much each and every week. Find them on the web at rrr.org.au or 102.7 FM if you're in the Melbourne metro area. If you enjoyed this podcast, please go onto the iTunes Music Store or anywhere else you find us and leave a review. It will help other people find Box Cutters and then they can enjoy it too. Email us at hooray at boxcutters.net or via SMS on 0458 288 837. That's 0458 Carter. Come on. So Come on. Very. Should I pretend yeah. to scare you and you'll get a shot of adrenaline? Yeah, please, please. Ah! Ah! Hi, this is Pete Smith. You've been listening to or have just missed Box Cutters. <laughs>